0: Amen. We'll open up your Bibles together to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. As we get started, I do want to say I missed you last weekend. Uh, A couple of times a year I try to pull away and maybe go to other churches or even sometimes sit in our services and not be a part of leading the service so that God can speak to me and so that the Lord can kind of show me some things or work in my heart or... Maybe see what some other churches are doing and let God speak to us through that. So uh, I got to visit some great churches last weekend, but but I missed you guys. But to uh, praise the Lord for um, just the message that we heard last weekend through Pastor Jeff, Amen. And uh, so, Amen, Amen. We thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the incredible uh, gifted people that we have in our church family who serve in so many ways. And so, uh, but I'm, I'm glad to be back together with you. We are starting a new series this weekend on the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is no doubt the most well-known prayer in all the world. In fact, every day the Lord's Prayer is recognized and spoken by somebody, no doubt, all over the world. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? If you are watching a movie and somebody gets in a bind and they don't know what to do and they want to cry out to God, what do they say? They say the Lord's Prayer, don't they? If you were stuck today, if you had a moment where you're like, God, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say. I just I'm trying to call out to you, I don't in this moment, I can't think of what to express. You would probably, many times, people speak the Lord's Prayer. In fact, many of us come from a background that kind of emphasizes two main prayers. One of those is the Lord's Prayer. Or you may have heard of it as the Our Father, right? Many, many, many people who come to church express that prayer as the Our Father. The other one is called the Hail Mary. And by the way, I want to kind of lovingly, but as I bring that up, but truthfully share with you that even though many of us were taught to pray that prayer, as you can tell by the words that are up on the screen, that prayer, I put in quotes, is directed to Mary. And there is nowhere in God's Word that ever tells us to pray to anyone else except Jesus. Mary was apparently a very godly young lady, much the same way. Hey, listen, if you get very involved in New Hope, you're going to see there are some very godly women and young women. Amen? I need the men to give me a great big amen. Amen? We have some wonderful women and young women. And as I think about it, as I read these stories in the Bible, as I see about... These disciples that follow Jesus, many times I think about all these ladies that are running around here doing things and serving the Lord. And you know what? That's the way we should see Mary. She was a very godly young lady and she was blessed with the opportunity to give birth to the one who would be our Savior. But we are never told to pray to her or anybody except the Lord. But the Lord's prayer is so important to our relationship with God. And so we're going to spend the next few weeks together studying the Lord's Prayer. Maybe you say the Lord's Prayer, you recognize the Lord's Prayer, but have you ever taken the time to dig into it and to study it? And I want to share with you a couple of reasons why we're doing this together. First of all, because one of our BHAGs at New Hope, one of our big, hairy, audacious goals, one of the things that we're going for, we said a few years ago that our 2020 vision, And there's two reasons we say this, because 2020 means clarity of vision, right? Our 2020 vision, we want to know what is it that God's called us to be about, but we said it in in another sense, our 2020 vision. By the year 2020, here's some things that we're going for together as a church family. And one of those on that list is to become a powerhouse of prayer. Church family, we need to never get very far away from being a praying people. Amen. We need prayer to permeate every single thing that we're doing. In fact, I would ask you right now, if you're a Christian, are you praying for this service? Would you just lift up a prayer to the Lord right now? Can you imagine hundreds of people right now saying to God, God, would you speak to us through this message? Amen. So one of the reasons that we want to study about prayer and specifically the Lord's Prayer is because we want to be a house of prayer, a people of prayer, not just a house of prayer. We said a what? A powerhouse of prayer. Amen? I I hear a little thunder behind that one. Amen? We want to be a powerhouse of prayer. But the other reason that we're studying this is because the Lord's Prayer, in a sense, is a model prayer. It's a prayer that Jesus gave to us to help us to understand how to approach God. In fact, while we call it the Lord's Prayer, actually, the Lord's Prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer is not completely a prayer that Jesus could pray. Do Do you realize that? Jesus doesn't need to ask for forgiveness, right? Jesus doesn't need to ask to not be led into temptation, but to be delivered from evil. So there's a sense in which it's really not the Lord's Prayer. And I don't want to split hairs about that, but I'm just trying to teach us to understand this prayer better. In in a better, a closer sense, it is a model prayer for us. In fact, in Luke chapter 11, the disciples said to the Lord Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. And and when they asked Him that question... He repeated for them again what He said in Matthew chapter 6. They had heard this before, but He brought that back to their their mind when they said, Lord, teach us how to pray." He gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. So many have looked at it more as the model prayer, or we could call it the disciples' prayer, right? This is a prayer if you are a follower of Jesus. And by the way, we just sang about that. And as I bring that up, let me just ask you, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? If you are a disciple of the Lord, this is a prayer that God has given to help us to know how to come before Him. And by the way, incidentally, if we were going to have a Lord's Prayer, if you want to call something the Lord's Prayer, study John chapter 14 through 17. Because that is where Jesus literally is crying out to the Father. He is praying communicating with the Father for some things that He wants for our lives. But what we're studying is really more a model prayer for us to learn together. So I'm really looking forward to exploring that teaching together. So let's, let's read this passage and let's begin to dig into what we're going to look at over the next few weeks together. Now, what I want to do is, is back up a little bit because we're going to be studying this for several weeks and give you kind of the larger context of what is happening here in these verses. Because actually, Jesus does some teaching on praying before He even gets to the Lord's Prayer. And that's really going to be our focus this weekend and going into next weekend. So let's back up even further than that to Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. This is Jesus speaking specifically. He said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now picking up on kind of what we're going to focus on. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, as the nations do, for they suppose in their religious activity that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive you your transgressions now i backed up to matthew chapter 6 verse 1 for a reason because really what we're reading here if you notice in your bible have you ever noticed those red letters many of your bibles right that red letter edition okay what what all of it is god's word all of it is jesus word to us but those red letters recognize when christ was here walking on this earth when he was physically speaking words it's just kind of interesting to know what he was saying right And so you see, we're jumping in the midst of kind of a sea of red, right? We're looking at Matthew 6, but if you back up to Matthew 5, you'll see that Jesus had already been talking, and there's not really a break in the flow. It's just that we've artificially put chapters, so that helps us kind of know where we're at as we're studying God's Word. But if you look at it, we're really kind of interrupting Jesus. He is really preaching a message This message is called the Sermon on the Mount. It's found in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. And these words in this sermon are some of the most well-known and famous and really important words spoken in the history of ever. Amen? The Sermon on the Mount is one of the greatest messages and one of the most well-known messages that's ever been given in human history. And as Jesus shares that message or as he shares that sermon, he warns a lot. You may have read some of it just now. You may have noticed that. He warns a lot against living a life that looks a certain way, but really in our hearts, we are being a different way. Right? So Jesus warns us about living in a way that appears one way, but really in our hearts, we are a totally different way. And now as we start on Matthew chapter 6, he emphasizes not to do things for God and for other people for the purpose of being seen and celebrated by other people. He's basically saying, don't do what you're doing to be... And actually the word is the word where we get our word theatrical from. He says, don't do what you do for God and for others to be noticed... Don't do what you do for God and others to be performing on a stage so that other people will recognize what you're doing. The Bible says, Jesus says, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, He's going to talk about here in the verses in verse 16 that we're not going to get into. Whenever you do something for God, don't be putting on a performance. And as He does that, He gives us some of the greatest teaching ever about prayer. So do you see the point? Jesus doesn't really go into this primarily talking about prayer. He's really talking about something bigger. Don't be acting. Don't be pretending. Don't be putting on a performance. Don't be standing on a stage trying to impress other people. We're going to see that. But as he brings that up, he brings up the subject of prayer. And as he brings up the subject of prayer, he gives us really a larger teaching on prayer that leads into the teaching on what we call the Lord's Prayer. So what we're going to focus on over the next few weeks is the Lord's Prayer. But for today and for next weekend, we're going to kind of focus on the Scripture that that, that kind of leads into that before we get to actually what we would call the Lord's Prayer. So the message for this weekend is really introducing the Lord's Prayer because that's exactly what Jesus is doing. He is introducing how we can come before God. So you with me? Here's our purpose. God wants to have a relationship with us. And you should say, praise the Lord. Lord. Amen? If we're going to have a relationship with God, then we're going to have to talk to Him. If we're going to talk to Him, that means we're praying. If we're going to pray, we kind of need to learn... How do you do that? Amen? How do you do that? Now, we're going to see as we go through this, in a sense, prayer is just like breathing. It's just like you don't have to practice talking to your spouse, in a sense, right? If you love someone, we just talk to them, right? But anybody that has a spouse knows that I'm learning how to do that better. Amen? Amen? I'm learning how to communicate better with the people that I care about. Amen? Amen? And so that's really the heart. It's not getting it all right. It's really learning how we can come before our Lord because we love Him and He loves us. Amen? And first of all, Jesus tells us in these verses, first of all, we need to make sure we are praying. Before we really talk about how to pray, Jesus kind of challenges us a little bit in these verses. We need to first of all make sure that we actually are praying to the Lord. Matthew 6, verse 5, it says, When you pray. If you go down just a few verses, um, verse 6 actually. But you, when you what? Pray. In verse 7. And when you are praying. And then in verse 9, when we get into the Lord's Prayer, pray then in this way. At least three to four times, Jesus says in these verses... I want you, I'm expecting you, prayer is something that I'm assuming you're going to be doing. Now, I don't want to make too much of those statements, but I also don't want us to make too little. What Jesus is telling His disciples and His followers, and we've already identified, many of us, hopefully all of us, by the time this service is over, that's what we are, right? We're His followers. He's already identified that His He's he's identified them as His followers, and now we're identifying as His followers. He's telling them He wants us to make sure that we actually are praying. I think that all of us pray some. Amen? I think all of us are for praying. I think all of us would see ourselves in some sense as praying people. But Jesus' words give us a good opportunity. Listen. Listen. Stop and maybe see if we're giving ourselves a little bit too much credit for that. You hear me? So I want to just ask you straight up ask yourself this question How important to me is prayer? And how often do I do it? How often do I pray? Listen to what God's word says about the importance of prayer. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says, devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it. There's another kind of a piece, right? Being alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Now, when we looked at the bigger picture just a few moments ago, we saw that, that, um, that Jesus was talking about... I lost my train of thought. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. Amen. Jesus says to be devoted to prayer. I want you to ask yourself a question. How many things in your life would you describe as I'm devoted to this thing? Isn't that a big word? How many things would, would go in that category? I am devoted to... First, I hope the Lord. Amen. Devotion is a big word, right? I'm devoted to the Lord. I'm devoted. It's not hard. My second one's not hard. I'm devoted to Shannon, right? I mean, that's a big word. I'm devoted to my family. There's some, there's some big blocks in my life. That means when we say we're devoted to something, this is something, this is like in the top three, right? I'm devoted to something. It's like top three to five things. Now, I want you to think about it for just a moment. The Bible says be devoted to prayer. Now, I know I say this almost every week. Every message is the most important message I've ever preached to you before. But I mean, really, you could say prayer. Prayer is really... It's the tops. I mean, it's way up there, right? Glorifying God is the tops. God being glorified is the tops. Okay, that, that just covers everything. But prayer, if you look at God's Word, is as high as you could possibly go. The Bible says... Be devoted. Make sure you are praying over and over again. We hear that emphasis emphasis in Scripture. Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing. Don't read it. Don't look at the screen. Listen. One thing. Don't look. I see some of you. Don't look. Look at me. One thing I've asked from the Lord. It's impossible when somebody says, don't look, not to look, is it? One thing I've asked from the Lord. How do you think that's finished? One thing I've asked from the Lord. That's a big statement in God's Word. One thing I've asked from the Lord, that I shall see. This is the one thing that is going to be the pursuit of my life. Wow. What is that? Now you can look. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in His temple. Now that's really broader than prayer, but isn't that really talking about prayer? Isn't that talking about our relationship with God, really? It's just talking about, I want to be with God all the time. Amen? Amen. I want to be with the Lord all the time, but it's really talking about practicing the presence, prayer in the presence of God, seeking Him. Wow, this is the one thing I have asked God for and that I'm pursuing with all my life. That's a big deal. I can give you more. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 1, the Apostle Paul is speaking to another pastor, a young pastor who he's been training. He said, listen, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, he says, this is the way you ought to operate in God's family. So realizing that, 1 Timothy, much of 1 Timothy is about teaching us how we ought to operate as the people of God. And by the way, we need instruction. Amen. Because there are many churches, including ours, if we're not careful, they get way off track. Amen. So we need the Lord to keep us. What are we supposed to be doing? Right. And he says, as he's led by the Spirit of God, first of all, do you hear it? Doesn't it sound like it's pretty important? One thing I'm going to seek. First of all, then Paul says, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. Mark chapter 11, verse 17. In a passage where Jesus gets upset because his people were not acting right, to say the least. The Bible says that he was upset about this. It says that he came into the temple, and he began. He was turning over tables, and he was running people out, and he began to teach and say to them, is it not written, my house shall be called? What is God's... Listen, and don't think of it as house in the sense of that literally was a house of God. Well, the temple was really, during that time, the place where God's presence dwelled. We know today that this building, this is not the church, this is not the house of God, right? I mean, not these walls. When I said this is, amen? So really, we could, we could kind of really kind of see that more as the work of God. But God's work is supposed to be a work of prayer. It's supposed to be known as a praying people, a praying house, a praying work. Now, I want to be careful in reading these, this verse. This image is not saying... If you're not praying enough, then Jesus is coming into your life and He's mad and He's turning everything over. Many of you have an image of God like that. That is not what the Bible's teaching. What's happening in these verses, and this is very important, Jesus is responding, listen to me, to people who are supposed to represent Him who are keeping other people from Him. And God gets very upset about that. God gets very upset when His so-called people block other people from being able to seek Him. But again, don't miss the point. What He's saying is my work, my people are to be a praying work, a praying people. Friend, the clear message from God's Word over and over again is that God wants us to be people who pray, people who seek Him with our whole heart. If you want to learn about prayer... First of all, you've got to make sure you're praying. Jesus said, when you pray, and that brings up another question, doesn't it? How often should we pray? Well, we find the evidence of that in the Bible. Psalm 55, verse 17. I'll actually go back to verse 16. He says, as for me, I shall call upon God. What is that? What is that? That's just another way of saying prayer, right? As for me, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Then he says... Evening and morning and at noon, I will complain and murmur. I will cry out to God and He will hear my voice. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. The Bible says that it was Daniel's practice that every day he prayed three times a day. Now, in spite of the Jewish misuse of that later, which we'll talk about in a moment, the point is well taken, isn't it? God's people make praying a priority. If you want to ask the question, how often should we pray? Well, you could just say, a lot. Amen. A lot. And and, and it seems like there's some indication in the the Old Testament that, you know what, there were some people of God that that prayed, they had made a determination, I'm going to pray every morning, I'm going to pray every middle of the day, and I'm going to pray every end of the day. That what they're saying is they were scheduling time for prayer. They were making prayer a priority. They were thinking about prayer really all throughout their day. And really isn't that the, the principle in God's Word? That God wants us to never, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, never stop praying. I love the idea. When you wake up in the morning, make a phone call to the Lord. Good morning, Lord. As soon as you wake up, Would you ask the Lord to build that discipline into your life? Would you remind me in the morning, Lord, the very first thing that I will think of is, good morning, Lord. Just go ahead and make that call and don't hang up. Don't hang up all day. So here's what we're beginning to see. Really, don't ever stop praying all throughout your day. But also, we see from some people in God's Word, make priority for prayer. Make some special times for prayer. Really, throughout your whole day. And with that understanding, the question becomes this So, do you pray? Do you actually pray? Am I praying? Do you think to talk to God every day besides coming to church? Do you talk to God all throughout the day? I think many of us have grown in that. I remember being a new believer. And I remember praying at the beginning of the day, and then I went about my whole day, and I'd go to bed, and I was like, I did not even think about God all day. And some of you are, are kind of doing that, aren't you? You're learning to think about God some more, but maybe God's want to challenge you. Hey, God, would you remind me? And I remember I would ask the Lord, man, Lord, I did not even think about you all day. Would you remind me about, about noon? Would you remind me earlier in the day? And so slowly through the years... The Lord would bring it down. Instead of the end of the day, I'd remember by suppertime. And instead of suppertime, I'd start remembering by three o'clock. And instead of three o'clock, I'd start remembering at lunch. And instead of lunch, instead of lunch, I'd start remembering about nine or 10 o'clock. And then more and more, the more you practice that, then you are thinking of God all day. Amen? And you're just walking with the Lord. I love you, Lord. Amen? I love you. Thank you. That light turned. I'm in a hurry. Amen? God, I pray for my family. I hope they're having a good day today. Lord, I pray for that lady that I just saw at the store because she looked like she was kind of distraught. I didn't have an opportunity to speak to her, but, but Lord, I pray that You would bless her. Lord, there's an ambulance going by. I don't know what's going on in their heart, their life. I don't know if they're going to live to see the end of this day, but I pray that they know You. And I pray that You would spare their life. Amen. Amen? Many of you have begun that practice, but it's time to take another step. Make it a point to pray that sometimes... Hey, I I need to talk to my spouse all throughout the day, but if it's just small talk all throughout the day, that's not enough, is it? Sometimes we need to sit down, look each other in the eyes, and have more in-depth conversation when you love somebody. And if you're not doing that, I want to challenge you to take steps to grow in that direction. In fact, I'm going to ask you to do something right now. I want you to do something right now. Write down in your notes, my Prayer accountability partner and write that person's name. Listen, I'm going to give you an assignment right now. I want you to take whoever that person is. I want you to text them right now if you have texting. If you don't, I want you to call them right after the service. I want you to ask somebody, will you ask me every day this week if I spent time with God? Okay, are we ready to get serious about it? Amen. So I'm going to give you permission right now to sit down with your phone and text somebody right now. So it will not leave you. Whoever that is, hey, I'm in church right now. The pastor's kind of challenged us to to be praying more. And I'm just asking you, next week, will you call me or text me once a day and just say, have you spent time with God today? Amen. That wasn't a very good response. I know you're texting. We can't chew gum and talk at the same time. Look up from your text and give me an amen. 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 All right. So Jesus said, when you pray, that assumes we are praying but then he says something else that goes beyond that. Let's look at that. Jesus said he wants us to be sincere in our prayers. He says, when you pray, so make sure you are, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly, amen, he says, I say to you, They have their reward in full. Jesus tells us, He challenges us, not only to pray, because listen, you could leave here, in a sense, a praying person, but not really be sincere in your prayers. So really, in that sense, not really a praying person. Amen? I could begin disciplining myself to practice prayer more often, but really be still missing the point. Amen? So let's not miss that point. The point is not just to say words to God every day. The point is to have a meaningful relationship with God. So Jesus says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Boy, today we don't like that word, do we? Don't we see hypocrite as a major negative word? During Jesus' day, Apparently, it was, listen, apparently the word was beginning to be seen more negatively, but originally the word did not necessarily have negative connotations. The word hypocrite in Greek was the word for an actor. He says, do not be like the actors. So think about it like this acting can be positive or it can be negative. And you're interested right now, how can it be positive? Well, if I said, My daughter is in acting. She just got a a role on Broadway, right? That's a positive, right? Wow, congratulations. That's wonderful. My daughter's an actor. If you're the parent of a younger child and they're having a fit, you might say to someone, Don't mind my daughter. She's just kind of going through her routine. Amen? That's kind of her acting. Amen? That's not a good thing. So acting doesn't necessarily mean a a negative. It can be a career that somebody has. But many times it is a negative. So what Jesus is saying is, don't be acting when you're worshiping. Don't be acting when you're praying. Don't be, we could say, pretending, right? That's what 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 we're meaning by that acting. This is one of the harshest words that Jesus uses to describe people. It describes someone who many times other people think is a godly person, but they really are very much not walking with God. They are what? Acting, right? They're pretending... And so that's where we've come up with the connotation of what? Hypocrite, right? I mean, that gives it a lot of punch, doesn't it? You're a hypocrite. It's pretty strong. But what it's really saying is you're acting, you're pretending. By the way, if we're honest, don't all of us struggle with this a little bit? I don't think anybody in this room wants to think of ourselves as a hypocrite. Because it has that point to it, doesn't it? Amen? Well, I'm not a hypocrite like some people, right? But I am an actor. Sometimes. Amen? Amen? Y'all going to leave me hanging? Amen. I am sometimes pretending. Do you sometimes want credit? Are you sometimes looking for Acknowledgement or recognition? Do you and I sometimes veil that in false humility? Amen. Jesus is in the synagogues, in the Jewish houses of worship, much like what we're doing here right now. The synagogue was in a sense a little bit of a precursor to what we experience in church services. He said the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they were fakes many times. They like to pray in the synagogue. They would be asked to come. Come up front. Dr. So-and-so. Reverend So-and-so. I don't know who came up with the reverend thing. But you do not have to call me... Or I would almost even say, please don't call me reverend. Because there is no one reverend. Now, I understand that's a cultural thing. So it's not completely out of the question to call somebody that out of respect. But I'm just saying for me... We need to be careful. Amen? Would you come honor us with your presence? And would you lead us in prayer? Oh, of course, sure. I knew you would ask me because I was in the room. And of course, I'm a dignitary or I'm an expert or, or whatever we might think of ourselves. Listen, is there anything that you might be asked to do at church that would make you feel that way? Sometimes I hear people say, I'm honored that you would ask me. Well, in a sense, I understand that, right? I mean, that can mean, it means a lot to me, right? That's very affirming to me. That encourages me, right? So in a sense, that can be, you know, I I don't mean, so let's don't be nitpicky about words, all right? I'm more talking about the sense of it, okay? So so sometimes it just means that. I'm encouraged that you ask me to do something. But really it should be, I'm grateful that God's given me an opportunity, right? Why would I be honored? Amen. Think about it. Why would I be honored? I didn't do anything. Amen. I'm just God's servant, right? So I could say, man, I appreciate you asking me, right? That's really encouraging. Do you see that, that I'm maybe somebody that God could use? That's encouraging, right? But we need to be careful about I'm honored, To do something. Again, not splitting hairs about words, but more the sense of it. Careful. I don't need recognition. You don't need recognition. There's only one star of this show. Amen? Amen. And, And listen. Again, not parsing words, but just the heart. We should all be nervous about that. We should all, if we're getting any credit... You know, I can say thank you for encouraging me. Amen? Amen? Thank you for those kind words. That blesses me to know that God used me. So there's, there's ways to express your personal appreciation that someone showed that love to you. But anytime that light is shining on me, I should be saying, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. Amen? Because there's only one that we should be really excited about here. But they like that. These religious leaders, they liked it. Made them not feel good on the street corners. Remember that three times a day thing? Okay, that can be a positive thing, right? I've made a commitment that I'm going to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to ask God to remind me at least three times a day to, to break away somewhere and to, and to spend some time with the Lord or at least to call out to Him and just say, God, I love you. I'm thinking of you. Thank you. Whatever. That can be a positive thing. But by the time of the New Testament, it had become a little bit of a cultural thing. Okay, now watch this. What if, what if you had been with me on July 4th and we're sitting there watching fireworks and what if I said, hey everybody, um, I'll be back here in just a minute. I'm going to go spend some time with the Lord. Oh, Pastor Robbie. Oh, he's so... Wow. Amen? Wow. Man, I was just enjoying the fireworks. I was thinking about what we are going to eat. He, he went off by himself. Spent time with God. Wow. Well done, Pastor Robbie. Amen. That's what they were doing. They would apparently stop in some way make it clear that they were, excuse me, everyone, I'm just gonna spend some time here with God. Because they wanted people to, to, to feel like they were super spiritual. That's insincere, isn't it? Don't you think God's probably saying, keep it? Keep it. I don't need that. Doesn't mean anything. How would we pray insincerely? First of all, here we talked about when we want to be seen. When we want to receive praise from other people. Again, I suppose we all struggle with that to some extent. But you know, it's always amazed me how much importance we put on other people's opinions. Especially in religious contexts? It amazes me that there are churches all over this country that people think it's really like an honor to be like big man on campus at your church. Like people try to get control of their church and they think that's like, is that your highest goal in life? Amen. That, That I'm like the most important person in this group of people. There's a lot more things in the world. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you know that happens all the time? In many, many churches, there is a person or a group of people who are trying to get recognized and who are running the show. Wow. You know what I call that? Hashtag small goals. Amen. <laughs> is that is that what you are shooting for in life? That there's like 50 of us and I'm like number one. Good job, Robbie. Great, good job. I mean, it's not exactly President of the United States. Amen. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Praise the Lord. I don't see a lot of that here at New Hope. And honestly, if we do, I ask you to help me chase it away. We don't need that. That is not what the Lord's work is to be about. It is not about me. It is not about you. It's not about anybody else. We don't want to be insincere in looking for that praise, especially when we're serving the Lord. Number two, when we pray, but when our heart is not really engaged, when we're not focused on God very much. Have you ever been praying and forgot what you were saying? Now, again, not to be too harsh, because everybody forget. I mean, you, talking to your family, talking to co-workers, sometimes I just did while I go, didn't I? I? Lost my train of thought. Sometimes you forget what you're saying, or you lose your train of thought. So I'm not talking about that. But do you ever just kind of? Are you ever just? You ever just have that happen? Let me give you an example. <laughs> Many times in the morning I do this. I wake up. Y'all know I wake up hungry. I wake up, get out of my way. I need some eggs, a bagel. I need yogurt. I need something. It's been at least eight hours since I've eaten. Amen. (laughs) I think it's kind of reasonable. So, man, I pull everything. I'm pulling out those things and and I get it there on on the counter. Man, I just, dear Lord, thank you for this food. Jesus' name, amen. And I turn and walk off. Many times I can't remember if I said that. Because you know what I've made my prayer of thanks for my food? I've made it part of the process. So some days I forget the bagel. Sometimes I forget the prayer. It's just like this is formula. This is what I do in the morning, right? Because I'm in a hurry. I'm hungry. Here's what I really do a lot. I think of the prayer, but I say, Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. Please don't say, Jesus' name. I hear, I hear Christians do that a lot. Jesus' name. It's not Jesus. It's Jesus. Again, not parsing words. I'm just challenging. I'm challenging. The reason I do this is because I'm in a hurry. I'm hungry. Jesus' name, amen. And almost every morning, y'all can pray for me. I do that. And the Lord says to me, Robbie, stop for two seconds. I'm sorry, Lord. I love you so much. And your name is not quick. I thank you for this food. I thank you for your Holy Spirit who speaks to my heart and who just stopped me. I thank you for your kindness and putting up with an idiot like me. I shouldn't say it that strong. He's not God's not that way. I'm that way. And I ask all these things. In the amazing name of my Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now I'm ready for my bagel. Amen. (laughs) First things first. Number three, when we're praying out of obligation. How many of us have prayed many times because we know we're supposed to pray? Maybe you have a daily time with God because you know I'm supposed to do that. Or maybe even even the accountability thing can get messed up. I'm going to pray today because I know that person that I texted is going to ask me today, did you pray? So I need to go ahead and do it because I'm supposed to. Right? How would it feel if someone you loved spent time with you because they felt obligated? Not very good, amen? God does not want to be your obligation. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to be your guide, your shepherd. He wants a sincere heart relationship with you. Our focus in this series is going to be on prayer, specifically the Lord's Prayer. But as you can see, before we even get to the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is already teaching us some things. Amen? Hey, you know what? It would be good before we start learning the Lord's Prayer... It'd be good just to start praying. Amen? Am I even a praying person? Now let me tell you something. The enemy likes to run with that one and just guilt you all kind of crazy and get you in a bind and then we just leave here and forget about it. Don't do that. Start where you're at. If it's nothing, start with something. If it's something, start with more. And I'll be honest with you, the more time you spend with God, it'll grow naturally because you want to be with Him. Amen? Amen. Maybe you are practicing prayer, but you're not really being sincere about it. I don't think there's a lot of those hypocrites around here. I don't see a lot of that. But if, if God's speaking to you about that, if there is some pretending in you, if there is some showmanship, maybe it's not a lie, but you sense that you should be extremely nervous about an ounce of me. It's not about me. It's not that I don't exist. But I'm not the priority. It's about God and what He wants to do through me. I want to ask you to spend a few moments before the Lord. Wait a second. Wait a second. In what? Prayer. Let's do it right now. So this is not just part of the service, this is not just the motions we go through. Would you seek the Lord right now? Would you talk to Him? Would you say, God, honestly, if I really thought about it, I think I'm a praying person. I consider myself a praying person. But I honestly don't talk to you a whole lot. Please help me with that, God. Because I want to grow as a person of prayer. Really, God, I just love you and I want to spend time with you. Would you talk to the Lord about that right now? Maybe you would ask him about some of the barriers. Aren't there lots of things that get in the way? God, there's so many things blocking my prayer life. Would you help me with that, God, whatever it is? Lord, would you help me to figure out my schedule? Would you help me to remember you, God, through the day? Whatever it might be. we started started a house of prayer here right now this weekend? What if a bunch of us really got this? Maybe for the first time in our lives. Would you be honest with God if maybe your prayers aren't that sincere that there's a lot of just kind of language, there's a lot of not really meaningful heart talks with God. Maybe you're in a hurry. Maybe you don't know how to pray. You would ask God to teach you over the next few weeks how to pray, how to talk with Him. Would you begin that right now? Would you Would you say, God, teach me how to pray. Maybe if you're here right now and you don't have a relationship with God, what, Would you maybe pray that most important prayer? What many times we call the sinner's prayer? The prayer of salvation? Dear Jesus, would you come into my life and be my Savior? Would you wash my sins away? Would you forgive me for what I've done? Would you give me eternal life with you? God loves that prayer. He loves to hear that prayer. He stops all of heaven and and recognizes that prayer. Wow, what a great God He is. We're going to spend a few moments worshiping the Lord. You can keep your head bowed or if you want to look up, Pastor Matt's going to lead us in a closing song. So why don't you just listen? You can, like I said, bow before the Lord or if you want to look up or you want to watch the words and sing along, whatever you want to do right now, either one of those are fine. Let's worship the Lord.